Hey there, let's talk about how to run off the mouth or run off at the mouth to supersize your business. How can you run off at the mouth to supersize your business? What the heck does run off at the mouth mean? It is a relatively new idiom, a relatively new expression from around the 1900s. And in 1909, it was actually defined as logoria. Now, logoria, I've never heard the term before, but it actually means verbal diarrhea. So diarrhea is pretty runny. But it really comes from the flow of water, like to run is to flow and running like running water, like a running river. And so uh, a flood or a preponderance of water and a preponderance of words kind of mean the same thing. So running at the mouth became a popular saying and a popular expression. Now, I chose Lucy to share today because Lucy from the Peanuts cartoon reminds me of someone and at a young age that I experienced the behavior of running at the mouth. Lucy in the cartoon tended to lecture everybody, be the expert. How many of us know a know-it-all who knows everything? And if you ask them a question, God forbid, they will talk your ear off for at least a half an hour about all of the things that they know about the subject or the question that you asked and what you should do about it. I know a few people like that. Maybe I used to be like that when I was younger and that's why I, I know some people like that. So, you know, talking nonstop, sharing a ton of information. Um, think of filibusters in politics. Filibusters will talk, 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 talk to waste time and to try to get things to go their way. Salespeople, a lot of salespeople, salespeople, have you ever experienced a nervous salesman who will talk, talk, talk about all of the features of the product or service that they're trying to sell you? but they don't think at all about what's in it for you or the benefits to you for buying that. Go on, go in any store, any business, go online and you will see thousands of examples of this even today, even though people know and buyers are sophisticated that people buy based on what's in it for them, what the benefits are, not the features. We buy for the benefits. We buy for the problem we want to solve. And then we, we justify the purchase to ourselves and our, our intellect, by using the features, what's all the all the great details of the features. And actually, it's an example of this yesterday. My daughter and I were talking to my son about toothbrushes, and he was telling us he had paid $297 for a toothbrush. And then as soon as he said that, we both were a little aghast. He he was explaining all of the reasons why. You know, the next cheaper version was $209, but he got all these benefits, all these other features, all these things, all these attachments by buying the more expensive version of the toothpaste. We see this in marketing all the time. And we can use this to better serve our customers, right? We can offer them a higher price thing and all of the things that go along with it, but we want to make sure that they know what, what's in it for them to get those things, not just that they get all these attachments. So that was actually funny yesterday. So We've all had a friend or a coworker or somebody that just talks, 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 spills everything, shares everything, talks nonstop, can't stand a second of silence um, for, for whatever reason. And it usually boils down to some sort of fear. Salesmen that, that focus only on the features are afraid they're not going to make the sale if they don't give you enough reasons and, and give you every single detail. So they will talk your ear off to the point of you getting confused. What happens to somebody that gets confused? A confused mind says no. All of us, even though we know that, we will still, we might be, I've, I've done this. I've gone shopping for a new car, wanted a car. I needed a new car. I, my, my car had gotten in an accident and not by me, I was, someone else was driving it and gotten totaled and I needed a new vehicle. I needed a new means of transportation. Went to a couple of dealerships and the, why I went to a couple is 
I got into one and well, one, nobody, nobody, none of the salesmen offered to help me. I don't know. I guess women don't buy cars. Uh, and so I left that one, went to another one and I got a salesman who told me every single detail and feature about that vehicle to the point where I didn't know if I wanted it or not. It sounded too complicated and too hard to operate and too hard to maintain and too expensive to maintain. And I got confused and I left. Well, I went to get my daughter's oil change with her a couple of days later and I bought a car sight unseen and, and paid for it because I sat in it. It had heated seats. I sat in one on the showroom floor. It had heated seats. I asked if they had it in white and I said, he said yes. And I asked if it had heated seats and, and I can't remember a couple other features that I cared about at the time. And he said yes. And I bought it, wrote up the paperwork and we're sitting there with my daughter and my daughter's like, are you excited? I'm like, I don't know. I, I haven't even seen the car. <laughs> I said, I guess so. I needed a vehicle. And so that's an example of we care about the things as consumers that are important to us. We had a problem. I had a problem. I had no vehicle. I needed a vehicle. But instead of the person trying to get me in a vehicle at those previous dealerships, they were too scared and they were too busy trying to sell me the thing that they wanted to sell me and presenting it in a way that that covered up their insecurities and fear about making a sale. And because of that, they confused me and they lost the sale. Had they asked me a couple of questions, found out what I needed, any one of them could have easily solved my problem. My problem was I needed a vehicle. I needed a vehicle with like two or three things in it, two or three features that I cared about. Why did I care about a heated seat? Because I live in Wisconsin, I'm getting older, I have to go in and out of my car a lot in the, in the business that I was in, and I wanted to be able to warm up fast, especially in the winter, in winter driving. <laughs> and so if somebody would have asked me two or three questions about why that was important to me, they would have eliminated all the confusion. They wouldn't have had to tell me all the different features and benefits. They could have just focused on the things that I, the three things that, the three criteria I needed met, and then everything else was just gravy and a bonus. And so we need to remember to do that in our businesses. Instead of running off at the mouth, remember we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So we ask questions people will tell us everything we need to know in order to help them solve their problems, to serve them, to build relationships with them, and actually create not just a one-time customer, but customers for life. People do business with people they like. People do business that they're in relationships with. And a relationship is a business relationship. So how are you going to grow and nurture that? By listening and not running off at the mouth. So Lucy and I are going to take a break. Have an absolutely amazing day. Love to hear your stories about uh, people that run off at the mouth or if you have been like me guilty of running off at the mouth sometimes and why you think that was all right have an awesome day and I will be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom what does it mean where does it come from and how might you use it to grow your business right now